0: And welcome to episode two hundred and eighty-four of No Crying in Baseball, the not my first rodeo episode. My name's Patty. I'm here with my friend Potty Mouth. Hi, Potty Mouth. Hey, how's it going? It's going great. It's a beautiful day, and it's uh, the first episode of season seven of No Crying in Baseball.
1: I will open a beer to that because I've been I've been holding back, and I haven't opened my beer yet. I'm dying to. Cheers!
0: That sounds satisfying. Yeah,
1: we have um, some DC brow going because we're we're doing a DC celebrate celebratory day celebratory day in DC. Yep. Fun DC day. We're drinking stacked vote. We don't condone stacking votes, but we condone drinking stacked vote. Yeah. It's a cold IPA and it is very delicious.
0: And it's a sunny day. It's a beautiful day mm-hmm. for outdoor sporting events. We are cross
1: training today. Woohoo! We are going to see the Washington spirit play the is it the ol rain it is the ol o. L. rain yeah and that's r-e-i-g-n like raining over yep for sure yeah and and very excited to see and shit i should have looked it up before the show julio <laughs> Rodriguez's girlfriend i forget her name who plays for the ol rain along with um, megan rapinoe so luckily i have a, a but before the end of the episode I'll, I'll find out the name of this person that i really should have known from the get-go
0: so um, in addition to cross-training, this is actually getting us ready because opening day is this week. Congratulations, everybody. You made it through the MLB offseason successfully, and opening day happens. This is the first time since 1968 that every single MLB team is going to play on
1: opening day. It's everybody's opening day, which is pretty exciting. That's, that's amazing. That's my entire life that I've gone without seeing all MLB teams on opening day, I'm sure. So birth, no, I was born after opening day on 68. Barely. Months. A few months.
0: Because you're, you're so young and vibrant.
1: That's it. That's it. Well, you know,
0: I, f- I feel like you are. That's for sure. So we're going to go see soccer today to kind of warm up, to see what baseball is like in outdoor venues. Because we were, you know, under a roof. We had indoor baseball last week at the World Baseball Classic, which turned out just fine. Yeah. But it was didn't quite have the same effect as opening day outside.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Although outdoor, we did spend time outdoors in Miami, and it was Lovely. All right. This just in. Uh, Julio Rodriguez's girlfriend is Jordan Huitema. And uh, yeah, she's on the OL Reign. And I am excited to cheer her on in you know supporting Julio. He's busy doing other stuff. <laughs> so thank God you're going to be there for her. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's awesome. I'll let her know. Oh, we should, my we should God. bring in like a big Julio loves you sign. We're, we're sure of I don't of think it. we should speak for Julio. Oh, OK. I, I mean, guess... it may or may not be true, but it's not yeah. our place.
0: Yep, for sure. All right. On today's show, we've got our World Baseball Classic wrap-up. We're going to introduce you to our flocks of pitchers today. We've got our Fantasy Baseball League rosters. We've got women in baseball, and we've got rules, glorious rules. Cheers.
1: Always the rules.
0: Oh, well. This is fun, though. Yeah, okay. All right, good rules. I guess I can get behind that. a good discussion of rules. Okay.
1: All right. Speaking of opening day and talking about our baseball boyfriends, so these are the guys that we are, are officially almost done picking. We're, we're picking our flocks of pitchers today, but it's not quite in the same way that we have been picking our baseball boyfriends, our position players over the offseason. One guy per team. Go back to past episodes to hear who we picked this year, or you'll hear some of them later in the show. Um, But we always check in on our former guys that we have picked in previous seasons of No Crying in Baseball, and I picked Jose Altuve way back. It might have even been our first season. I think it was the first season. I think as my Houston boyfriend. And he has been in every opening day since his rookie season. His rookie season was 2011, and because of the broken uh, thumb that we watched happen in the World Baseball Classic, he is now missing opening day. And out for a couple months, which is very out of character for the Energizer Bunny that he is. Um, and absolutely, you know, to reiterate what what Patty explained last week, this is not the fault of the World Baseball Classic. There is no reason why anybody should be upset with this tournament because Jose Altuve broke his thumb. Because that could have happened so easily in spring training, or in my case, like falling down the stairs, like shit like that happens. So we just hope um, Jose heals quickly and uh, yeah just wishing the best uh you know exhibit a for shit happening during spring training actually was justin turner who got nailed in the face yep. um by a pitch and i feel like there should be warning labels when you're scrolling on twitter because i was just harmlessly scrolling and i came up of somebody who retweeted the picture of him the day after the injury mm-hmm. and Oh my God! It looked so—you know—don't don't look for it unless you want to, but it's a huge, huge swell, swollen face with um, 16 stitches, and the, not not pretty.
0: The first time I felt that was um, when Max Scherzer's nose got yeah. broken on that 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 bad bunt situation, and there were lots of close-ups and like slow-mos of like right. the 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 yeah, it's, it was not. Attractive.
1: Yeah. And somebody, and even after this, I saw on Instagram somebody put together a day by day thing. I don't, I mean, I I follow Justin Turner and I didn't see these pictures on his account. It looked like selfies. Somehow this person had gotten throughout his recuperation. And the happy news is now he's back to normal and hitting home runs, which is exactly what I want him to be doing (laughs) on the Red Sox. I am happy about that. Happy that Justin Turner is back and um, hoping that we can stay away from injuries for a little while. There were some. There's so many happy things about the World Baseball oh my God, Classic, for sure. Check out our last week's episode. We were happy things about the World Baseball Classic. <laughs> Absolutely happy. But you know, playing has done some players good by getting them seen on the international stage and being picked up. So Mitch Noonborn, and I have no idea if I said that right. He's from Team Australia, just signed by the Phillies, and he had been playing in Australia in the Australian Baseball League last season. And uh, he was very key in relief pitching. So he's a relief pitcher in getting Australia to the quarterfinals for the first time ever that Australia had been in the quarterfinals. And he struck out five out of the nine checks that he that he faced. You I almost want said to say checks some- that he bounced. I, I, saw, <laughs> I saw your face. You almost said checks that he bounced. I did. I did. I was just like bouncing checks, striking out checks. There's no. got to be a better pun in there somewhere yeah. that I'm just There's not, not going to so think of, but. I don't know. Uh, But we missed last week talking about another happy ending of Duque Ebert. Ebert? I'm not quite sure. H-E-B-B-E-R-T. Nicaraguan closer who struck out... Juan Soto, Rafael Devers, and Julio Rodriguez in a row and was signed by the Tigers as a result. And that's pretty impressive.
0: The impressive thing about that, on top of that, is that mm-hmm. the Tiger scout was in the stands. Mm-hmm. So he signed him immediately, like after the game, that's went so down cool. and met him and signed him immediately. There was no, no delay in that. I was like, oh, look at you. Yeah, you're ours. And that's smart, especially with a team like the Tigers that's building itself back up there, right? For sure. And I, I want to reiterate that. So the World Baseball Classic really helped people be seen in two places the people that got the international stage like these guys playing the world baseball classic but also the minor league players that were in spring training they got the invites to spring training had a lot more playing time and so got to show their stuff in front of their coaches more than they may have otherwise so everybody had a bigger chance this time everybody wins i just want everybody to have a good time hey so team israel had a good time um the country of israel had only one baseball field One baseball field, if Twitter's to be believed, but the prize money that Team Israel got for participating in the World Baseball Classic has already built a second baseball field and they're breaking ground on a third. So it's no joke that participating in the World Baseball Classic grows the game both in exposure, but also in resources. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you got people who want to play, this helps them have the facilities and the equipment to play. And it also attracts more people to be interested in playing. So it's, it's an amazing, amazing event.
1: Yeah. And Israel needs to get ready for the next one because they placed fourth out of five. So they're automatically so they're in. in the 2026. So there's going to be some action on those fields in Israel. All right. Speaking of the popularity, let's say of the World Baseball Classic in other countries besides the U.S., United States versus Japan, the final, which we were, you know, absolutely glued to the whole time, down to the last exciting pitch of Shohei Ohtani striking out Mike Trout. Oh my God! Just it's I, I still can't get over like how scripted that was. Like that's made for Hollywood right there. Do we need to break in and say congratulations, Team Japan? Oh yeah, sure. yeah. Wow, that was great. Yes. Yeah. Okay. What a, What an amazing game. What an amazing game. And, and Shohei Otani is just like ugh, unbelievable. Um, so even though that was on at 8 in the morning in Japan, it was watched by 55 million people there. 55 million, which is an amazing number. And they were touting five, It's I think it's around five million in the United mm-hmm. States, which we had it on prime time. So I'm kind of thinking like, what the fuck? people in the United States why weren't more of us watching this game they clearly deserve to win because they pulled out the viewership
0: the most watched World Baseball Classic game in the United States ever so you know there is a baby steps baby steps there we go
1: so uh it that means it's more than I'm doing math here it was more than 60 million people total which is way more than any world series in history world series viewership i was shocked to see has gone down like a lot if you're looking at tv numbers yep the 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 recent one was around 12 million in the 80s they had numbers up to like 45 55 million depending on who you believe um so just that once again this is showing that once you internationalize baseball you're reaching more people globally and it's going to be better for everybody for the sport Um, But that game was not the highest viewer in Japan because when they actually had a game at the time where people are, saying not working and could sit down and watch a game, that would be the Japan-Italy game, they actually had 62.5 million, which could be the most watched baseball game ever. I first saw this on, let's say, Twitter, at at Baseball Doesn't, Um, but since then I also found a couple articles that we can hopefully link and... uh, yeah, give credit where credit is due, but let's see if we can get this US numbers up a little bit. I was surprised that it was so low cuz maybe just cuz we were sitting in the in the middle of the excitement. It was a lot of excitement. I
0: think 11 out of the 15 games that were played in Miami were sellouts. Yeah. Which is twice as many people as go to Marlins games. <laughs> Honestly, it is. Yeah. It's more than twice as many people that go to Marlins games. Wow. So, you know, there's that as well. Um we talked a lot in person when we were standing in line For at the team stores, Mm -hmm. and while we were looking for things that we wanted that they didn't have at all or didn't have in our sizes about, come on, it's it's like the quarterfinals, why aren't you stocked Mm -hmm. up? Well, here's why. The online sales of World Baseball Classic merchandise on the MLB shop and on Fanatics, up 149 percent over the last time. Um, The four host venues had the highest sales in history and more than doubled their 2017 numbers. So I think if the the merchandisers were basing their ordering Mm -hmm. on a previous World Baseball Classic, that's why we couldn't find a size medium Otani (laughs) Japan shirt or, you know, any number of things that we were looking for. Um, Next time, I I believe they will be more stocked up. The... um, World Baseball Classic drew more fans to the 47 games total that were played in two weeks than six big league teams did for their entire regular season. Holy shit. Not added together, but like this team, this team, and this team. Let me just... I'm not going to tell you who they are, except I'll say two of those teams are in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Shocker. The next World Baseball Classic will be in 2026. The bidding process for the locations has not yet started. They haven't even posted how you proceed with the bid. So it's not like the Olympics where they announce where the next one's going to be, you know, at the end of that thing. Um, The rules are decided by a rules committee. And that committee is made up of representatives from Major League Baseball, which includes players, and coaches, and, and all kinds of you know and front office folks, and also from the NPB, the Japan League, and the KBO, the Korean League. Interesting. Uh, I don't know if that's going to broaden more, but that's the current makeup of mm-hmm. the rules committee. And that, that will decide if is the next World Baseball Classic going to have, you know, the shift band or a pitch clock or, you know, mound visits, getting counter or any of the yeah. things that are in effect
1: for Major League Baseball. That'll get decided by committee. I am comforted to know that there are other voices in there because I I just this book that I've been reading recently, uh, Baseball Beyond Borders, um, has a lot of insinuation of the World Baseball Classic being sort of imperialist MLB expanding our style of baseball to the world and sort of and, and favoring U.S. Like the U.S. had two sites, you know, stacking it so that the U.S. has more likelihood of making it further. But. I don't know. Maybe that'll change. You know, they didn't win it. I think that is going to change. It may take a while, but I, you know, it started with with an MLB initiative,
0: mm-hmm. so it's gonna yeah. it's gonna be that way. But I think now that, that there were there were four more teams this year right. than last time, so I think as it grows, there'll be more input. I'm hoping. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: All right. So back to uh, <laughs> our our common ground, our our turf, the MLB, talking about our flocks of pitchers. So baseball boyfriends, we've been picking guy by guy and going in depth about what makes that guy special, but we have totally run out of time because opening day is four days from now, and we gotta get our entire fantasy league together so that other folks can join us. Uh, Let us know, this is the last moment. I don't know, is there time to get in still?
0: Um, Probably not by the time you hear this, but you, you can always try. Okay, You can always try. If there's still room, we'll let you in. Yeah,
1: yeah, we take bribes. Uh, So, so pitchers, we are going to pick a flock of pitchers. And I just want to do a little side note before I pick my flock. I do tend to talk about the tangents. As if there were a chance for me to pick the Yankees, I would never pick the Yankees. I am, you know, born and bred Red Sox fan. Yankees are not. In case you weren't clear on that. (laughs) Yankees are not in the picture when I'm looking for a flock of pitchers. Although they're continually being rated as one of the best possible pitching teams, for, um, for the season, however, holy shit, they are not starting out with full flock, to say the least. So, a while ago, we found out that um, Frankie Montas is out for the first half with his soldier, shoulder issues. Just this week, Luis Severino is going to be missing his first start to a lat strain, and the timetable on coming back is unknown. We know that the new acquisition, uh, Carlos Rodon... Uh, has a left elbow spring. He's he's due to be back mid to late April. And Tommy Conley has, and I don't know if I said his last name right, And which is pathetic because he's been on the Yankees for a while and I've heard his name forever, but I'm just going to butcher it right now. Right bicep tendinitis due in April. So it looks like April is going to be a little dicey for Yankees pitching. I do not will wish ill on anybody, that's for sure, even Yankees. But... But I'm not going to pick their pitching right now. I'm going to pick another AL East team, however, which is a little – it's a little rough because, you know, aforementioned being a Red Sox fan, cheering for another team in the AL East to do well, I'm hoping isn't as bad this year as in previous years because of that everybody playing more teams kind of thing. So maybe –
0: I'm going to just break in for a second. I had this conversation just Friday night with my book club talking about brackets. Um, there's a lot of women's basketball fans in my book club and nice. they were saying, oh, you know, I really think this team is going to win, but I really want that team to win. Yeah. So I discussed the importance of making a bracket to win and a bracket of your heart. Okay. And so I kind of feel like that's how, that's how we can approach our fantasy boyfriend baseball league is if, are you in it to win it? Mm-hmm. So you got to pick that way, but in your heart, you can have your, like, you know,
1: your emergency yeah.
0: backup in, this is who I really want right. to do well.
1: Yeah, and I and I still I feel like I have a little weird mix of that because yeah, I'm always going to be biased against the Yankees. I'm, I'm just gonna like when we do our predictions next week, you can guarantee I'm not going to pick the Yankees to win the AL East, even if most everybody is going to do that. But I don't know. Look at all these injuries. You I'm never not know. Do that. You never know. Yay! All right. So they they at least is going to be tight. Blue Jays. Had to pick. So usually what we do when we pick the flock of pitchers is we talk maybe a little bit about a few different pitchers, but I'm going to do a little twist on that this week. So the Blue Jays starting rotation. Alec Manoa. Kevin Gossman, whose QHAR has improved measurably over the years. So he's got some good quality hair above replacement going. Chris Bassett. Jose Berrios had a rough start in the World Baseball Classic, so I'm hoping he can turn it around. Yusui Kikuchi who passed on the World Baseball Classic. So we'll see what happens with him next time. And then Hyunjin Ryu is definitely not starting the season. He's coming back from uh, Tommy John surgery. Timing is unclear. And then I picked some some random (laughs) bullpen guys that I don't know very well. So why am I picking these guys? Well, I have a Gossman shirt, thanks to Brian. Shout out to Brian from when Gossman was on LSU. It's a lovely purple shirt, and I wear it with pride. But my, my airtime right now for why I'm picking the Blue Jays is going 100% to Alec Manoa because I read a couple of articles about him. And he was the guy, actually, that brought me to the Blue Jays to begin with because I remember over the season last year when he stuck up for Alejandro Kirk. Right. And I'm, I'm going to read the quote this time because I think I didn't do it justice the first time around and, and maybe y'all don't remember it anyway or you didn't listen to that one. So what was happening was Alejandro Kirk ran the bases very well and a reporter uh, basically body shamed him, said that he looked ridiculous or something, the, the, the guy his size running the bases. And Alec Manoa jumped to his defense and said, what's actually embarrassing for the sport is people that go by the name of Matthew, i.e. the reporter who said this, and have never played a day in the big leagues thinking that they can control the narrative and stereotypes. Go ahead and tell that eight-year-old kid who is 10 pounds overweight that he should quit now. Or just step aside from the keyboard and let Kirk inspire those kids to continue to chase their dreams and chase greatness. And if you remember... In it, as a reward for this, he got $100,000 from, from Dove, the, the company, and he donated it, You know, paid it forward. Um, there was also another direct hit against him by, by another tweeter reporter about his body image, and he totally shot back at him. And once I started reading about him, you could see where that kind of uh, spark, that kind of reaction comes from, and he grew up in a really hard family situation. His dad was a big drinker and abusive throughout his childhood for him and for his mom. And so baseball was like his way to, to get out his frustrations from being, you know, growing up in, a, um, in an abusive household. And there is an amazing interview with his mother. And she said, and I went after he he made it big and, you know, having her reflect a little bit about this background. She said, you know, it doesn't sound good to say, More than once I told my boys to picture their dad's face on that little white ball. Yeah, right. So he excelled throughout, you know, despite his dad's um, trials and tribulations and actually getting, I'm I'm trying to remember if his dad went to jail before or after his draft, but he almost went to jail in high school after he had already been, um, gotten a deal with, uh, with, West West Virginia University, West Virginia University, Um, he had he had an offer to go there out of high school. And something happened. And basically, the school could have turned him away, but they didn't, they gave him that chance. He also could have gone directly to the big leagues out of high school. So he was uh, drafted by the Rangers, fifth round. He had a $347,000 offer out of high school. And this is a kid who grew up, grew up in Miami, mm-hmm. right, in a very diverse neighborhood, you know, didn't have anything growing up. And he turns down $347,000 to go to West Virginia University because he thought he would get more mm-hmm. later. And he, and he also wanted to go to school. So he turns it down. He goes to West Virginia. So he's a kid, a Cuban background um, from Miami, showing up in West Virginia, very different culturally. But the coach there ended up being like that pivot figure in his life, you know, and so he barely makes it into West Virginia because he almost fucks up, almost gets arrested. The coach takes him under his wing and becomes like a father figure to him. And that's when... And maybe it started earlier, but that's especially when his, like, I am defending my teammates to to the death, right? Right to the the end of the Mm -hmm. battle because this is my family and I am going to defend them. And you can see that's what sort of has trickled over into his, like, defending Alejandro Kirk. When he's in the family of a team, that's what he's going to totally defend with anything, with anything that he has. Um, He ended up being the first round... 11th overall pick in 2019 for the Blue Jays with a signing bonus of $4.55 million. So that bet worked in his favor. Yeah. Good man. So waiting it out was a smart thing. And what's the first thing that he does when he gets that fortune is buy mom a new house, get her out of that neighborhood, and buy her a Jeep Cherokee. To endear himself even more to Blue Jays fans, his first strikeout... Of his career for the Blue Jays, and you know the punchline of this, was Rugned Odor. <laughs> so Rugned Odor is famous for sucker punching Joey ba- Bautista because of Bautista's bat flip. And so for him to come back and strike out Ruggie, you know, all those folks who who harbored those that resentment felt pretty good about Are him you from the get-go. saying that baseball fans hold a grudge? I- I so, don't know what you're talking about. I totally think so. Um, he His first outing, though, ended up being rained out, so it was a delay. So he came, wherever he was, he came with one sharp outfit, and he is a snazzy dresser, too. He totally, like, broke up the sort of traditional Blue Jays, well, we wear suits when we have our outing. No, he is a stylish dude. But he, uh, he only brought one outfit, so he ended up with his first presser in jeans and a Grateful Dead t-shirt, which endears him to my heart even more, just that he had the Grateful Dead t-shirt as a backup. Uh, he started, uh, he was an all-star last year in 2022. The mic'd up is not to be missed. He uh, took, took the wildcard loss very hard when he ended this, well, part of ending the season with the Blue Jays. So I think he's going to be using that for his comeback this year. His father, um, they've sort of made, I don't know, it seems like they've made a little bit of amends. He's come out of jail. There was a uh, re-getting-together afterwards, and he's trying to keep the peace. Uh, I would also recommend watching Alec Manoa Goes Shopping on YouTube because it is how he puts his outfits together and he is one stylish guy and he even does like the matching bag. Like you would call it a purse if you could, but they call I don't know what they call it's it, but it's, it's a man bag, but mm-hmm. it's really lovely. So I think he's ready for uh, 2023. Plus, I'm going to have Alejandro Kirk on my fantasy baseball team. So I think it's going to be good for Kirk to have um, Alec Manoa pitching. And that's hopefully my somewhat con- coherent, <laughs> after half a beer, re- rationale why I'm picking the Blue Jays for my my flock. The Blue Jays work as a flock.
0: They sure do. So you're going to tell us the rest of the flock then when you go over your lineup. Is that what's happening? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm going to give you my whole flock now and then not tell you later when I when oh, I go okay. over my roster. So I'm picking the Rangers. The Rangers are not the, one of the top five rated. I've seen them rated sixth. I've seen them rated tenth. So they're pretty good. Not necessarily the best, but I they're motivated. Yeah. So I'm I'm throwing in for the Rangers for my pitching flock for my fantasy boyfriend baseball league team. The Rangers are under new new management. Um yep. Bruce Bochy is famous for his work with pitchers and bringing pitching staffs around, which is another reason that I'm thinking Rangers might be the thing. The Rangers invested really heavily in purchasing starting pitching for this season. So that's yeah. the other thing. They went Shopping. I mean, Alec Manoa may have gone shopping, but so <laughs> did the Rangers. And here's who they came up with, Jacob deGrom. You can't say crap about Jacob deGrom. He, so all these guys are older veterans. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, sure you can say crap about right, all right. of them. You
1: can say that he but, gets injured.
0: But yeah, you sure can. And, and these guys, they're all over 30, and they've wow. all had injuries, but they all have, are all like, you know, all-star potential. So Jacob deGrom has spent his entire career with the Mets was a full, four-time All-Star, and then he was offered, you know, as a free agent, offered a five-year contract for $185 million by the Rangers. So he's no longer a Met for life. I'm just going to give you a fun yeah. fact for each of each of my guys. Um, my fun fact for Jacob deGrom that you may not know is his wife, Stacy, he met at a rodeo, <laughs> and they got married two days before he was named Rookie of the Year in 2014. All right. You may recognize um, this guy, uh, Nathan Ivaldi. I am so pissed at the Red Sox. Well, okay, But yay for the Rangers, because they they picked up this 32-year-old, who was drafted by the Dodgers in 2008, um, played five years for Boston. He's had two Tommy John surgeries. His first one was as a junior in high school. A junior high school. And that's the same high school that Nolan Ryan went to, but they didn't go there at the same time. (laughs) But I think that bodes well. So um, he was picked up by the Rangers for two years for $34 million. A uh, left-handed pitcher, Andrew Haney, is 31. He was a first-round draft choice by Miami in 2012. Then he, in 2014, he was traded to the Dodgers. And on that same day, after like being traded to the Dodgers, he was traded immediately to the Angels. That same day. Flip. That's a flip. <laughs> went to the Yankees in 2021. And then as a free agent, he went back to the Dodgers. We're trying this again in 2022. So he's got a two-year contract for 25 million dollars with the rangers fun fact for him his first complete game shutout out was on his 27th birthday oh hey martin perez Let's we just that. saw him yeah he, yeah okay he, so he's a rough 31 outing. it was a rough outing so uh texas signed up uh, perez out of venezuela in 2007 as a free agent in 2019 he went to minnesota and then to boston and then back to the rangers last season where he became an all-star mm-hmm. he then accepted a qualifying offer for this year for one year for 19.65 million dollars okay so we saw him in the world baseball classic we saw him Um, start the Venezuela-USA game. And he said, playing for Venezuela was amazing. We had a lot of fans from our country. You've Mm -hmm. got all of those supporters and all of those fans watching you. All the world is watching you. For me, it was a good experience. He had a great start in their victory over the Dominican Republic. Then the disaster that we witnessed um, versus Team USA... About which is like that's okay that's how it goes
1: right that's tournament play right it's It's just one game there you go yeah
0: and he's like his final review is this world baseball classic was crazy (laughs) with a lot of fans and people saying
1: a lot of things I'm glad I did it yeah I was so excited to see him and then it was just such a weird first inning where he just couldn't get it together i think yeah. i don't know team usa would just had it going that day
0: they sure did so hopefully you got that out of his system uh john gray is 31 he pitched seven seasons for colorado and then signed as a free agent with the rangers in 2022 a four-year deal mm-hmm. he and his wife Jacqueline have rescued three yorkies so far and they work with an animal rescue place in denver which is pretty cool you may also know um jake odorizzi who they're looking forward to for long relief, but right now he's got arm fatigue, and so he may be out for a while. Really? So yeah, so that kind of just happens. So we're gonna, I'm gonna kind of keep an eye isn't on it- that. I may have to um, replace Jake depending on how long that is. It's really because when it's arm fatigue, it's not like oh, it takes about yeah. eight weeks to recover from a broken thumb. I mean, it's it's stop that. It's like who the fuck knows. It's like who the
1: fuck yeah. knows. Yeah, isn't it? Isn't Oda Rizzy? Sure, because I, I just remember. Wasn't he on Tampa at one point? I just remember seeing his name a lot. So um, I tend to like get Italianish with people's yeah. names. So I don't. I, I don't know. Well, especially so. Total like tangent on the World Baseball Classic. Did you see the Italian celebration? It was totally, and this totally does not work for podcasts. But it's that like hand thing. So like when they would do well, it was that like "mamma mia" kind of like. It was so cute. Wow! match with the, the You mustaches. are completely adorable <laughs> with what you're doing. Then No
0: one has any idea sorry, of what guys. just
1: happened. I'm sorry that you missed
0: it. Right, right. There's um, no video. There's, and there's no way to really describe it. It's just, it was stunning though. There we go. So Taylor Hearn is the other pitcher that they're looking forward to for long relief. So hopefully he'll be able to step it up. Fun fact about Taylor is his grandfather, Cleo, was the first African-American to attend college on a rodeo scholarship.
1: You go back to the rodeo. Twice, yes, twice,
0: two rodeo references on one flock of pitchers right <laughs> and he's he's the man who started producing the texas black rodeo in Fuck. 1971 and taylor himself uh, did calf calf roping until he went to high so school So right
1: there is a reason to pick these guys that right? is impressive so
0: for closer um jose leclerc is 29 from the dominican republic he was signed by texas in 2010 as an international free agent probably the closer he has he was recovering from some injuries but they feel like he's back and he's probably going to be the guy okay he was supposed to be in the World Baseball Classic for the Dominican Republic, but he had kind of a slight injury hmm. that that was by was described by Bochy as he just has that little thing going on with his neck. That little thing. He said so we don't I have th- that little thing. We don't think it would be wise to send him if he's not a hundred percent. He understands he wanted to represent his country, but he also understands this is where he works and that we need him. Hmm. But, you know, if he did have that thing with his neck, probably better that he didn't make it worse. But also... This is his day job, folks, is right. what, what we're hearing from Bochy. But anyway, so those are my guys. Those are my, my, my flock of pitchers for my, my fantasy boyfriend baseball league team.
1: I like the go with the old guys thing. And just that they're two former Red Sox kind of makes me a little bit more endeared. I hope they, I hope they all hang in there. <laughs> I just hope everybody has fun. I, right. Everybody has fun. So the moment that you have all been waiting for, at least the 10 of you who are playing fantasy baseball with us... We're going to announce our teams, which means you cannot have these guys on your teams. But the good news is if you've been pay- paying very close attention to our podcast, you know of some other fabulous players that we have picked that you now have um, access to. And then there's a few others who just didn't make it <laughs> for their for their rosters and have been sent back down, but they might be available later in the season Anyway. Here is Potty mouse Posse, and we play by Yahoo rules and and Patty rules, um, both of which are stupid
0: as all get out. <laughs> right. They're ridiculous rules, and I can't even keep them straight. So you know that speaks well for my role as commissioner. I have full Tommy Fam's gonna beat the crap out of me one day.
1: <laughs> oh man, no no Tommy Fam lovers allowed in the NCIB. Fantasy baseball. Um, So we get 15 position players. You get your lineup, and then you get two utility guys and five bench. And I so last year I sucked, just a little bit of a of a prequel to, to this announcement. I think I came did I come in last or second to last? Yes, I was, you
0: came in one of those things. Right,
1: one of those things. And 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 not only did I come in one of those things, I stayed there. Like I started the season there. You claimed it. And I was The basement is mine. You're welcome Christ. to visit me here. I throw a nice party in my basement. I got a big <laughs> screen. You can
0: watch the sporting events on my wall. It's awesome. Yeah. We have always got beer here in the basement. Right. party mouse basement. I'm feeling. We just change the name of your team. Out there, body mouse basement. All right, we'll
1: see after it's the first of couple of weeks. my favorite places
0: where they're now. It's where the studio is, right, actually. Right, right,
1: right. Now we're a posse, but we'll see. If if anything to, to to if anything bad happens to any one of these fine young gentlemen, we might end up being in the basement. But I don't think so. So catch or Alejandro Kirk fantastic year last year i have full confidence first base vinnie pasquantino since the moment i saw his his name when he came up last august i was thinking that is a name that i want on my fantasy team he's fresh off being with the success in italy for the world baseball classic i have vinnie at first miguel rojas the the rookie from on the dodgers i have him on second base Homegrown, see, well, not homegrown. He was growing in in San Diego, but he's here now. He's at our home. He's on the nationals. By him for a while. <laughs> there he goes. Shortstop, C.J. Abrams. It's been fun to watch him. Mm-hmm. He's doing stuff in spring training. I hope he keeps doing stuff. Say Thursday when we go to see him. Third base from the Twins, Jose Miranda, and then. My outfield. Your outfield
0: is amazing.
1: Whittling down the outfield. I had to make cuts. My three outfielders. I'm so. Cl- this is the fun thing that you get to get away with this shit in our fantasy league. I have Juan Soto, my forever boyfriend, Julio Rodriguez, last year, rookie of the year, and Stephen Kwan. Third, third vote in Rookie of the Year last year. So I think that outfield is pretty solid. Everybody, please stay healthy. My two utility guys, Tyro Estrada from the Giants and Luis Guillorme from the Mets. I think they can both uh, handle the utility role. And then my bench players. This just cracks me up that I have Holy these guys crap. on the bench. Holy crap. These are on your bench? I am so excited. Well, so part of it is I have to to keep them so nobody else takes them, right? So Corbin Carroll, who is predicted for being somewhere in the place of rookie of the year this season. Kyle Schwabe. I could not not play Schwabe. So he's on my bench. He's absolutely, you know, holding the party together on the bench. Christian Bettencourt. I knew I needed a backup catcher. I hope he pulls through. Von Grissom from the Atlanta team, another, like, potential Rookie of the Year situation, and Christopher Morel from the Cubs. I think my bench looks like a very nice place to hang out. Uh, pitching, so my two starting pitchers, Alec Manoa and Kevin Gossman, uh, clearly, after picking the Blue Jays. My two relief pitchers are Jordan Romano and Anthony Bass. I'm gonna go with Bass. It's not, like, play the bass, right? Bass, and my four, like, random pitchers are gonna be Chris Bassett, Jose Barrias, um, you say Kikuchi and Mitch White because, uh, oh no, Romano's the closer. I don't know. Mitch White is a potential six starter. So we'll see. I'm excited. I, I, that sounds like a fun team to me. You've got a fun, fun
0: team. I'm going to hang out in your outfield and yeah. on your bench. I have a sneaking suspicion we're allowed to have a DH, and if you do, that might help you with, with somebody on your bench oh, a little bit, but I, w- I will report yeah. back to the class about that. So I threw DH on my list, which I can just cut if that is not the case, okay. because that's I, my I project that. for after we cross-train later today, is Thank to you. Like, get everything out there. So the commission team, uh, catcher surprising no one, my once and forever boyfriend, Adley Rutchman, who is slated to be the best catcher in the league. Bar none this year. I'm all for that. First baseman, I had a couple people to choose from, but after his performance for Mexico in the World Baseball Classic, there was no doubt I was taking Nationals' Joey Manessas. He did. That was exciting. He did so
1: well. I think that's a great pick.
0: For um, second base from the dads, I've got um, Hassan Kim. Mm-hmm. third base from detroit i've got spencer torkelson and uh for shortstop i'm not gonna ignore o'neill cruz oh my God. from pittsburgh i'm having sure. fun picking guys from low budget smaller market teams yeah. i've got a couple of those um this is not one of them left field i've got Chaz mccormick from houston and this is also not one of them um center field michael harris second from atlanta and right field saya suzuki from the Cubs. You've got a solid outfield. I have a really good outfield for sure. Uh, utility, because Team Italy was yes. a big fan. It was, was so much fun to watch. Nikki Lopez of the Royals. He's going to bust out this year. I mean, what a performance He's going to he bust made. out. Yep, yep, for sure. And um, old favorite former National, now Philadelphia Phillies, Josh Harrison, because, of course, he's the player, and he's he's <laughs> awesome. He's freaking awesome. If I can have a DH, Alec Burleson from St. Louis. Oh, I was kicking myself for not picking. My, um, my bench is looking good. My backup catcher is um, Cal Raleigh from Seattle. Yeah. I've got your pal Tristan Casas from Boston. Oh, nice. Um, it, it killed me to put Miles Straw from Cleveland on the bench, but mm-hmm. we see, you know, kick-ass outfield above. Um, right. Harrison Bader, uh, my Yankee guy, and Luke Rayleigh from the Rays on my bench. So I'm going to send this out later today for those of you who have signed up for the fantasy boyfriend baseball. And by today, I mean two days ago, because you're hearing this on Tuesday. You'll, you'll <laughs> have already gotten this, and you will already gotten your rosters back to wow. me. Remember, there are boyfriend rules. You can only have one guy per team. So spreadsheets are welcome. It makes it easier on everybody.
1: Yep. And no
0: assholes. No assholes. And next week we're gonna do our crazy predictions. Usually this is where I say what, <laughs> what boyfriends we're gonna talk about. We're not talking about boyfriends necessarily. We're gonna talk about our predictions next week.
1: Fun stuff. All right, I have just a couple little short things on women in baseball. Our, um, you know, one of our favorite people in the baseball world, Kim Eng has been appointed to the President's Council on Sports, Fitness, and Nutrition. And clearly, you know, this is a big showy kind of thing, and I don't know if they all actually get together, but she's there with 26 other famous athletes promoting healthy accessible eating which i thought was interesting so not just healthy eating but also getting good food to communities that might not have access Uh to good food and physical activity so i just love to see her face out there representing baseball and women in baseball and all sorts of good things and speaking of women in baseball there are literally too many of them this year for us to go through the whole list there are 13 women who are going to be on the field in uniform as coaches in MLB or a minor league this year and 12 different organizations the Blue Jays win the prize because they have two female coaches but the rest just won and it's gonna maybe it'll be all teams next year I mean this has been exponentially increasing and uh, and we'll link something that actually gives the names and positions of all 13 of those women.
0: And I look forward to the day where we don't separate out our women in baseball comments because it's just, it's just baseball news. Yep. One day, one day we're hoping for this. Hey, MLB has decided they need to explain their new (laughs) rules for this season and they did it in a pretty fun way. They made commercials. There's, I only saw one. It's adorable. So, so they are in fact, adorable cheers. Uh, one of them explains the shift and it's, Blake Snell and Tim Anderson, who you will understand, do not play on the same team. They are the only two people on the field for this for this 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 commercial. Um, Blake Snell's hat flies off his head. It lands, you know, on the first base side of second base, and he asks Tim Anderson, who's playing shortstop, "Can you grab that for him?" He's like, mm, "Not allowed." Nope, <laughs> nope, i, nope, I got to stay between second base and third base. And he's like, but my head's right there. We're the only ones on the field. And Tim's like, nope. Which I love that Tim Anderson is like the rule follower it's in hysterical. this case.
1: Well, and just I really, really appreciate um, – uh, God, I appreciate MLB – for picking these two guys because they're just so spirited, you know, they're definitely guys who have the emotion of the game. Br- Blake Snell's just fucking hysterical, and Tim Anderson's bat flips can't be beat. So to put them as like you know, like the rule boys, is,
0: is <laughs> hysterical. I love it. My favorite one actually is Vogelbach, who has never stolen a base ever. Really, is is standing on first base saying, "The bases are bigger." <laughs> I can do this. I, I can steal, and it's all like thought bubbles. I can do this. The bases that's are going I can do it. He looks over so so to his manager, He's like, "Don't do it. Don't do it." Oh my god, he's thinking about stealing. Don't do it. He's like, I can do this. That's- I'm gonna do this because the bases are bigger. It's, and he's it's like, "Oh my god, I can't watch."
1: Oh my god, <laughs> so, I can't wait till he actually does it. <laughs> so that's pretty good. Um, and then
0: the one about the pitch clock is is the Yankees video, which you'll enjoy even if it's a Yankees video, because Cortez mm-hmm. and and um, Trevino catcher are like in the in the weight room, and they're and and Trevino's on a treadmill and Cortez keeps wow. upping the speed that's on the treadmill. treadmill and he's like, you got to hurry up. You got to hurry up. There's a pitch clock. There's a timer. You got to hurry up. And he's like, dude, I'm a catcher. All I've got to do is stand up and throw the ball back. <laughs> but he keeps making it go faster. So there's, And there's also one of Joey Vado getting a single where he wouldn't have if there was a shift and he lands at first base saying, wait, that's a hit now?
1: <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, man, I have to look these up. Yeah, well, they're, Are they easily... lucky for you,
0: there will be a link in the show notes. So you can find all of Excellent. these. There's a total of four so far of uh, Major League Baseball explaining Excellent. the rules.
1: And just as a side note on the pitch clock, I saw an interesting, another interesting take of something that I just hadn't thought of before. And I wish I could g- give credit to the person who posted it on Instagram or Twitter or someplace. But just those... Um, those pitches, those almost hits, like somebody when they're almost hit in the head, you know, mm-hmm. like that kind of pitch that like throws you off that much, mm-hmm. there isn't the right amount of recovery time for that. Cause like something like that is gonna like zoom your adrenaline and oh my God, I almost just got hit in the face. And you need that extra moment to just get your shit together. And they don't have that. So is this actually going to encourage, like, near – I hope not. No, it's not. Like, near misses or – It's not. Yeah. Don't worry. But that kind of sucks for the guys who do get the near miss despite, you know – it not being planned.
0: You don't think getting, like, thrown to the ground in fear from, like, a yeah, 100-mile-an-hour right? fastball, you don't think you can Just get up there in, like, 10 seconds to be up. ready, to, ready yep. to hit?
1: Swing that bat. Oof. Sure, why not? It'll hey, be an interesting season.
0: This is, is a great day. It's sunny outside. We're yes, going to an outdoor sporting event. It's going to be a gorgeous week. Because why? Because opening day happens this week.
1: Yay. And we're going to really hope for decent weather on Thursday, because we are going to opening day. We're going
0: to the Nats' home opener this week, and then next week we're going to the O's home opener. Because oh my god, yeah, why not have more as many opening days as you can?
1: I just like I feel so like bittersweet about the whole Nats. I mean, the cherry blossoms are in bloom now, right out right outside our front door. There are cherry blossoms happening, and I would love to wear my City Connect cherry blossom shirt, and I probably will. But I have a Soto shirt, and you have a Bell shirt. And we got them last year like in this like like flurry of happiness and check out how optimistic this season's going to be. And we're still be. wearing them. We're still going to wear them. I'm going to wear them. Yeah. Sure. I I, yeah, right.
0: Of course we are. But yes, also. Right. I want you to know that I wore my Cherry Blossom sitting like jersey at the World Baseball Classic mm. and I had one person stop me and say, that jersey is
1: badass. Yeah.
0: Which, I mean, I love the jersey, but I think it's hilarious that badass is the word used for a jersey <laughs> with pink flowers pink. on it. But sure. I feel good about it. Yeah. I yeah. feel good I about I think
1: it. there's there's actually where so this this Audi Field game that we're going to today for the Washington Spirit there's some cherry blossom merch being I don't know, premiered today, whatever. So we can cross-train with shopping too? We go. Yeah. Yeah. We could like like we haven't done enough shopping in
0: yeah. Miami. Miami. Yeah, Miami so I've got to wear I've got to wear my Nats hat because we have an algorithm for what you're allowed to wear to sporting events. Mm-hmm. And it's you either can wear if you don't have something that's the team you're going to see or one of the teams you're going to see, you have to wear at least something from one of the if you're gonna wear anything that's sports related, it has to either be the same sport or it has to be you know, the city of one of the, right. you know, you, I could wear like a, a Capitals hockey jersey to this and I would fit the algorithm mm-hmm. for instance, but I couldn't wear like a New York Rangers jersey to this. I, I also wouldn't, but you know, you, you got the idea, but I'm <laughs> right. wearing currently my Lars Newt, Newt Bar shirt and I'm not changing. I love it. It's such a great shirt. It's a great shirt, but I am in fact going to wear a Nationals ball cap. So I don't, Break my own freaking algorithm because stupid rules. There's, yeah, there, like there was
1: another funny thing about Lars Nubar going back to the Cardinals and how many Cardinals were on other teams, other World Baseball Classic teams that did not win. And they're all like, you know, just shut up, <laughs> shut up. We don't want to hear it, you know. And the one guy who comes back, I just, I just, I'm so happy for Lars Nubar. I am too. And thank you for sharing
0: the, um, that little video clip of the uh, prime minister of Japan doing the pepper grinder. <laughs> Because that made me happy. Yep, we're cross-training, my friends. We've got opening day. We hope you get opening day tickets, or at least you're going to spend the day in front of a screen somewhere watching as many opening day baseball Mm -hmm. games as you can, because there's all of them. Party like it's 1968. (laughs) (laughs) But Nixon wasn't elected. Right. Oh, my God. The caveats. Party like I was four. No, that's not what's happening. That's not what's happening. Hey, so, you know... Watch some baseball, some MLB baseball. That's exciting. If you have friends or family who you think might like to listen to us talk about baseball, please let them know about the show. Leave us a rating or review. Absolutely find us on social media, please.
1: Yeah, you can hang out with us on Twitter. That would be NCIB Podcast. Facebook and Instagram are No Crying in B-Ball. And then if you want to throw that dollar or two a month at us instead of like forego one latte or something, that would help us a whole bunch get... All the way toward our breaking even or maybe our beer fund. That would be at Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash No Crying in ball And right now, all I've managed to get up from our World Baseball Classic experience is the Venezuelan National Anthem. Which I think is kind of some impressive video to see because you just see how much of the crowd is knowing all the words to the Venezuelan National Anthem. But I will, I promise, get some other stuff in. You know, we we had talked about, like, trying to get a photo album up there, and I can't figure that out on Patreon. So it's going to be individual posts, and uh, you'll just have to scroll.
0: But worth it, but worth it. Yep. In the meantime, please make sure you are boosted. Fight the man. It's the right thing to do. Send your game balls to Meredith. And until next week, say goodnight, Potty Mouth. night, Potty Mouth.
1: groutly too don't i I, we both still sound groutly how can that be that did we
0: scream enough for a whole fucking week apparently we screamed enough for a whole fucking week yeah